The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. First and foremost, uh, I want to talk about e-scooters, or rather, a call for e-scooters and the use of e-scooters on footpaths to be banned. This is from a coalition of charities for people with access needs. They're calling on the Minister for Transport to invoke such a ban. John Fulham is the Public Engagement Officer with the Irish Wheelchair Association. They are one of the charities calling for this. Uh, John, you're welcome to the show. Um, Thank so, you, so what, what is the issue? Describe the problem that your members have. Okay, well, the issue is, I suppose, they, we're, we're all aware that e-scooters are, are around and that the use of e-scooters, depending on the driver, can 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 place people in a very, very, in a very vulnerable position. Um, and I would say most of your listeners around there have seen e-scooters and on footpaths. E-scooters are at the moment, they're they're not legal, but they're, the government is bringing in legislation as part of the overall transport and climate agenda for e-scooters to become legal. Um, the, the challenge here for, for people with disabilities is that as it currently stands, the e-scooters will be usable on footpaths. And that, that's a shared space that places people with disabilities and limited mobility in a very vulnerable position. Um, and, and we're advocating and lobbying with the, the Department of Transport and the Minister to ensure that when e-scooters are coming in, they're coming in, we recognise they are, that um, it's done in a safe way that doesn't compromise people with disabilities and limited mobility. Okay, and, and the problem I take it, but just for people maybe who mm. haven't used them or don't come across them much, is they, they, they're, while they're not huge, they are very heavy and they travel at quite significant speeds, they can, and they're, they're a danger to people on the footpath. That's the, the, the long and the short of it, is it? In a nutshell, in a nutshell yes, they are heavy. Um, and they have the potential to to drive at, at very fast speeds, and that very much depends on on the behaviour of the driver. And what we need to do is make sure that the the laws and the regulations are in place to to try and and, and control and manage the behaviours of of those drivers. And some of the things we're looking for and that we've been lobbying for are to make sure that e-scooters are used in cycle lanes and not on footpaths where you've got pedestrians, you've got women with buggies and you've got people with disabilities. And um, we're looking for designated parking bays so that the e-scooters aren't thrown a- around our streets and, and I, I suppose, parked and, and locked in, in appropriate settings. And we're looking for, for, for a low speed limit, amongst other things, such as age restrictions, etc. And this is all about making sure that it's safe for everybody. We're not against them. Uh, per se, and it, and I think it's naive to think that you can you can stop them coming because they're already here. But we need to make sure it's safe. And your members, I mean, have they reported many accidents or incidents with e-scooters? Yes, yes. We we surveyed our members, and sixty eight percent of the people who responded to our survey have said that they have near misses, uh, and sixty percent of them on footpaths. Seventy percent of the Irish of the NCBI's respondents indicated that as well. So, like, if you look at the Irish Times gave out statistics earlier this year that since 2020 um there were 1373 traffic incidents um and you know the of which 440 were actually collisions where people can be injured and the and the injuries given the weight and speed of the potential of these things um can be quite severe so it's it's really really important that 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 we manage this correctly and and so far we, the minister has has not acknowledged or, or recognised our calls. This time last year, we were in with the joint uh, committee in the, of the Oireachtas and Transport, and they recommended for the minister to to and his department to talk to us 
And so far, despite numerous uh, attempts and reminders from ourselves and the Joint Committee, the Minister has failed to, to engage. And now we're coming to the point where the legislation is nearly through the, the House of the Oireachtas. And at that point, it will be too late. Uh, Geraldine Herbert is with us as well, John. She's the motoring editor with the, the Sunday Independent. Geraldine, it seems we are talking for such a long time about the regulation of the use of e-scooters on our roads. It's completely ridiculous at this stage. And the big issue, I think, more than anything, Kieran, is the longer it takes, the harder it's going to be to actually regulate the number of e-scooters that are already on the road and, and how we'll just enforce any of these regulations. So it's, it's very, it's, it's just, it's crazy and it's incredibly frustrating. I mean, it must be at least two years, if not longer, at this stage that the legislation is going through the Oireachtas. Um, in terms of, of the footpath, though, it is my understanding that e-scooters in the, the bill, when it finally goes through, will be treated like bikes. Now, bikes are not allowed to um, use the footpaths. You know, they're supposed to use designated cycle lanes and they're only supposed to be on a footpath if they're entering or ex- exiting a property. So therefore, I would have thought that e-scooters will be under the same um, the, the, the same ban. The issue, obviously, will be enforcing that, though. That, that's where I think we'll fall down and consider it. But the the okay. big problem will be enforcing it. Uh, I'll come back to you in a moment, but John, is your understanding different? I I haven't seen that yet. So if if we could keep them off the footpaths, that that's one of our primary aims. The, to have it in legislation rather than regulation gives it far more more power and influence. And the minister is not going in that direction. The problem is then I do agree. If it goes down to that level, then it, it's it's enforcement, um, mm. and that's going to be a significant challenge as well. Uh, I mean, is there a problem of people cycling on footpaths, John? <laughs> in, it, let's be honest yes I, I've come across it myself mm. um, it's it's. will we say it's prevalent the, the majority of cyclists probably don't but if there's traffic or if there's there's a lot of ob- obstacles in their way yeah people are tempted to go onto footpaths mm. and people would get very aggressive if you do tackle them on it they would just go past you uh, uh, Geraldine how have other countries dealt with this this issue and dealt with it much more quickly than us? Why is it we find such we seem to finding it so difficult to square the circle? Yeah, it really is incredible. But what's interesting about um, across Europe, a lot of the laws that were brought in over the last year or two have changed. In Paris at the moment, they're talking about banning. Um, e-rental, the, the rental e-scooters um, schemes, because they're just causing such a nuisance. In some cities like um, Oslo and Helsinki, they did have the rental schemes. They've now banned those at night because of the injuries they were causing. So there's, there's, there's various different ways that countries have dealt with them. But it's interesting, I was in Brussels just before Christmas for the um, European Commission on Road Safety, and the topic of um, e-scooters came up. And I was amazed at the animosity across the, across all of the representatives in each of the countries from Europe for e-scooters. We, we tend to think that we're behind the curve and we haven't, you know, everywhere else in Europe has these wonderful laws for e-scooters and they're, they're great and they're environmentally friendly and, and everything's working wonderfully. But most countries were really opposed to them. And what I was really surprised about was the representatives from the Netherlands. And as you're aware, the, the Netherlands has one of the best um, cycling infrastructures in the world. Mm. They were completely against these scooters. And one speaker in particular said that you're five times more likely to have a collision or an accident on an e-scooter than you are on a bike. So and, and that generally is the rationale for the opposition around Europe, is it? That these are just dangerous and people don't realise how dangerous. Yeah, the other thing the other thing that came up was what do they actually do in terms of, um, you know, are they actually taking people out of cars? And obviously that's what you, you want them to replace, car journeys. But if they're simply a substitute for walking, cycling or public transport, mm. they're almost counterproductive. 
So, I mean, they don't have a great reputation across Europe. Yeah, I have heard that allegation that they, they, that they don't take people out of cars. They take people off bikes, actually, a lot of the time, uh, which, as you say, is kind of productive. Uh, John, can I ask you just about the, the, the rental experience as well in other countries? I remember being in Paris a few years ago and footpaths absolutely littered with e-scooters. I don't know how anybody in a wheelchair or somebody using a cane or with a guide dog would be able to get through. It would be very problematic. I assume that's an area of concern. It is a huge area of concern and that's why we're looking for designated parking. Um, if, you, if you go abroad, uh, a consistent experience is that they are, as they say, and they abandon the vehicle. They are literally just strewn uh, across the pavements and the access ways. And for people with disabilities, people who use wheelchairs, that blocks their way. They, they're forced out onto the road if if there is a capacity to get onto the road. For people who use guide dogs, and um, that disorientates the guide dog, it presents a real challenge. So it it's a real it's a real life problem for for people with disabilities at the moment. And the important thing to recognise here is that government and the legislation they have the power to to control this, to implement as safe as possible an environment that won't place people with the disabilities in a vulnerable position. They're not vulnerable people, but the world that the politicians are creating is making us vulnerable and we've got to stamp that out. John Fulham, Public Engagement Officer with the Irish Wheelchair Association and Geraldine Herbert, Motoring Editor with Sunday Independent. Thank you both very much for joining us. Mel in Galway says they don't enforce cycling on footpaths. How the hell are they going to enforce it with e-scooters? Helen in Rathfarnham in Dublin says, Hi Kieran. the problem with e-scooters also is you cannot hear them coming up behind you. A massive problem when using footpaths with dogs or children. And Justin in Dublin says, Why are cyclists and e-scooter users not required to have a licence test where all these signage line markings and rules of the road excluding motor vehicle nuances. They are full road users and most vulnerable carriageway users. Geraldine is correct about the regulation. We'll point them in the road. Justin, for what it's worth, I would disagree with imposing a need for a licence test for people to use a bicycle. I mean, that, that, is the, that is a recipe for nobody cycling anywhere ever if you have to get them uh, to do a test before they can sit up on a bike. But anyway, listen, I appreciate the point and maybe there's an argument they need to do it with an e-scooter given there's a motor uh, on that bike. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.